Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian's Untitled Scene Show. My name is Ian, and this is kind of, it feels like, years in the making. I am very excited to have my super talented myriad of skills and guests on the line today. <laughs> on Zoom right now, I've got, I'm just going to list it off this way. I'm going to say interviewer, writer, author, Jameson Ketchum. Jameson, man, <laughs> how are you doing tonight? I'm so good, Ian. That is funny. It is a lot of years in the making because I feel like we've just watched each other do different and the same things yes. over and over. So yeah. this this is a long time coming. No, it absolutely is. And I know we have a lot to talk about, but I do like to start off. I mean, we're real human beings. We have lives and everything. So how are you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm based uh, near Portland, Oregon, and we just had like this insane uh, hot streak for a while. It was 115 this time last week. So the fact that it's like, yeah, and it's in the 70s right now, I'm sweating, but I'm still, huh. it's not 115. So right. I'm, yeah, and I'm stoked. I got the, the, yeah, the book is out next week too. Nice. Finally. So yeah. a lot of stuff going on. So we're actually, I, I should preface this for everybody. We're going to put this show out. We're recording it before the book comes out, you know, the memoir. But we are releasing this actually after the weekend. That way, everyone gets a chance to hopefully read the book. You know, I'm going to say book, I think. I think that's easier. But it is a yeah. memoir. It is a memoir. <laughs> and I'm going to, I wrote this down so I could get it right. It's name dropping, seeking creative truth through trendy altruism and punk rock. And now, being the <laughs> interviewer that I am, I will not be asking why you made that title so long. I think we already know that. But, I think if people read the book, they will actually <laughs> understand why you did that. I, I would assume. I yeah. mean, I read it. I understand it. I think they will, too. <laughs> I, I often have to write that title down just because I know I'm going to mix up words just when I'm <laughs> nervous or something. So I don't know. Yes. I did not make it long on purpose. Uh, but now I just I feel like I just call it name dropping and then just hope hope you'll figure it out from there. Yeah. No, no, it's good. <laughs> I think we'll stick with name dropping for right now as well. But when you see the longer title, don't be confused. It's still yeah. Jameson. So I think it's all in there. Yeah. I, I cover everything in the title. Exactly. Exactly. And I very much enjoyed going through this. I think it's awesome to be able to read about not only your past and, you know, kind of how you got here, but then also all the name dropping that you get to do. And I'm sure that's very similar to why you would name your memoir that. But yeah. Do you have that kind of abstract for everyone? I know this is the very cliche thing, but I know people like to go over that. Yeah, I, I think I had a different title for it originally, or I was, I think, playing around with a few. And then the more that I told the stories, I was like, man, people are just going to think I'm name dropping here, <laughs> like left and right. And I was like, I'm going to get ahead of anyone that wants to make fun of me and just call the book what it is. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what I keep telling people is, uh, you know, when a band puts a new album out, a lot of times you see the, you know, you'll like this band if you like these other popular bands, you know, mm -hmm. for fans of. So I've been saying like this, this book is for fans of, and I just scribbled these down. So I'd have, I'd have them to fire off, but nice. I keep saying this, this book is for fans of Emery, MXPX, Amberlynn, August Burns Red, Taking Back Sunday, anything I Warped Tour, The U, Sleeping Giant, Dashboard Confessional, like anyone that grew up in that era sure. of Warped and has that same obsession that I do. Hopefully they, they get something out of this. Now, I'm kind of surprised you did not say Fallstar. Uh, Yeah. There, that's a that's a big one. I should have thrown that in the middle. I should have thrown that between the the two biggest names that I did just list off. There you go. I hope that that's yeah. Fallstar is the band that I I toured with the most and have a lot of stories in the book from. Mm -hmm. um, but they're you know they're not a giant band or anything. They're on Face Down now. They're yep. they're doing great. But 
yeah, that's that's there's a lot of stories in there from False Star as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and by the way, their new album is great. Yeah, you've heard, you've heard it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say I go back as far as you do with False Star. It took me <laughs> probably until I want to say 2015 or so, somewhere around there, and then that's I went good. back. Yeah, then I went okay. back. I've listened to everything they've done. I'm a fan mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, they have a Donnie Darko reference in one of their tracks, so that's yep. going to always get me into their music. <laughs> like anyone, <laughs> anyone who wants me to enjoy your music and support you, put something Donnie Darko related in, and I'm there. Yep. I remember. I remember when Chris, their singer, sent me that song uh, before that album was out, and I was like, finally, because I knew he was obsessed with Donnie Darko, yep. and I was like, the, the people that get this reference are going to be so stoked. Oh yeah. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> Anytime that comes up. So let's dive into it because we don't have a whole lot of time tonight. So one of the things that I noticed, and I apologize, I wasn't able to read your original book, Echo Boom, but mm. I know that was more along the lines of a fiction you know, book compared to your memoirs mm-hmm. right now, which are nonfiction. Did you have to change your mindset when you were writing? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Great question. I wrote Echo Boom uh, largely when I was in college. I was working a job where I had nothing to do all the time. And um, pretty much the only thing I could have up on my computer at work was something that just looked like text. Like, obviously, you would notice if I was on Facebook or, you know, obviously sure. MySpace at the time. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, so I was like, I just started writing this this story. And uh, so that that came out pretty naturally. And it took a lot of years. I, I like put it away for four or five years and then would come back to it and stuff. But switching to nonfiction, uh, I always thought if I was going to write anything, it would be fiction. Okay. I never thought I can't I can't write something that's like instructional or that's just real life. Like I can't do that the same way. Like I want to write fiction that where there's like seemingly no rules to it, make up whatever you want. Right. Um, but after years of touring and doing these interviews and stuff, I was like, man, I feel like I have all these stories that I'm starting to forget, you know, like I'm starting to, eventually I'm not going to remember any of these things. I need to start jotting down some notes. And then kind of as the notes came out more and more, it was just like somebody else might enjoy these hopefully. Right. <laughs> And I was, yeah, and I was able to find sort of a connection to where I wasn't just putting out, you know, random stories that had no connection, no through line. So hopefully that's, that's what the book does now. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I forget, I might've, I might've just completely forgotten. Did you used to keep a journal or was that something new that you might've started? I, I really, really tried to journal every day on tour, which when you, when you do any, any touring at all, you have these like grand plans. When you leave, you're like, I'm going to sleep so good every night by doing this and this I'm going to read and write every day. And as anyone will tell you, like your brain turns to mush within a day of being in the van. (laughs) I mean, then, yeah, I mean, things, things smell, you're never comfortable. Your brain is not in a space to like learn or create really. Um, so I, I did journal more than I thought. And so I was able to go back to like stacks and stacks of books and, yeah, and and verify like okay, that did happen this way, and that that guy did say that. Thank God, thank God, I have some reference <laughs> point here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I know you had brought up, man, why am I uh, almost famous? You had brought up that, mm-hmm. and obviously he wrote, you know, as he was yeah. traveling around. So I like that kind of. Not, I wouldn't call that maybe name dropping, but a reference. I I enjoy yeah. that for sure, and I think people miss out. I mean, I know I don't do it, and I probably should have through all the touring and all the different experiences I've had with music, mm-hmm. I have the podcasts to go back yeah. to, as you do as well, where you can mm-hmm. go back and that's kind of there for eternity, you know, as long as you pay the website. Other than right. that, 
a journal would have been nice to be able to look back and say, wow, this was a more in-depth look at that experience. Yeah. And I, I think I talked about this a little bit in the book, but like I had a few relatives uh, years back pass away in the same time period, two or three within a few months. Oh, and that's right. So yeah. Yeah. And so my family and I were kind of cleaning out houses for a while, getting all their stuff in order. And, you know, my parents would find like old letters, or old photos that they'd never seen before. And I just thought like, what a cool thing. Like, even if, even if by the time that you and I are gone, right. if our grandkids are just finding, uh, you know, jump drives full of interviews <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and can still make that work. Great. <laughs> but even, yeah, like you said, even with the podcast that's there, but I always get scared that like, you know, whatever Podbean one day is just going to implode and right. I'll, I'll have lost everything. So there's always something to me about physical copies of things. And mm-hmm. also, you know, those things can get lost and burned and disintegrate. But right. that's always a more of a romantic idea to me that, you know, my grandkids might find an old journal versus like, you know, again, like a jump drive full of something sure, <laughs> sure. that they can't even use. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because the technology has gone even either so yeah. far in advance or we've hit like the stone age again, like some, yeah. some one incident. Of, <laughs> yeah. It's completely taken. One of those is going to happen. <laughs> I, I can see it happening. I can see it happening. But I like, <laughs> I like that you mentioned, you know, print media and I know everyone, you know, they hate keeping things around. They hate being cluttered, but you did bring up during the during your memoirs. I sorry, I have so much trouble saying that because I'm so used to saying book. But during name dropping, saying, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I yeah. should just say it. I'll say <laughs> during name dropping. There's a time where you talk about where you were working for a rival magazine to alt press, and you mm-hmm. bring up that warp tour interview that really annoyed you, and you had written a response piece basically to that. I was actually able to go into my stock of old alt presses and just based on what you talked about, I found it (laughs) and I have it right over there. (laughs) I will say before you go further, there's a reason I left names out of that. No, no, don't worry. I I wasn't going to do that. I don't want to ruin the surprise for people because Jameson doesn't talk about the names in that article, but he brings it up. So it's a very interesting story and it's interesting to hear. It's interesting to hear your take on it as well. But I, my mind, in my mind anyways, I was not thinking about those two people until mm-hmm. I looked through and I went, well, it's definitely not these two. It's not these two. And I went, bingo. Yeah. It's them. And then, and look, let's be quite honest. And I won't, I won't drop the names on this. <laughs> the one everyone knows is that way. And I mm-hmm. think he's proven in his reputation throughout the years that that yeah. is his personality, unfortunately. Yeah. So a couple things about that, because obviously people, people change and grow and I wouldn't hold something like that against, against those people forever. And even, even the response piece that I wrote when I decided to put that in the book, I reread it, you know, I hadn't read it in about seven or eight years. And I thought, I sound like pretty self-righteous in some (laughs) parts of this. Like, I don't, like, I don't know if I want to put it in there and, or I could change this or whatever. It's my writing. I can do whatever I want. And sure. I thought, no, like I'll just I'll just leave it as it is. Like if you if you think I sound you know self righteous or like a jerk in some parts, fine. Like I I would own up to that years later that this is how I felt at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but and and one of one of the people we're talking about is I hope that this is like interesting to people that we keep being like one of these people. Intent. I think I think people would be interested. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry not to say, but. Um, <laughs> I mean, one of them at least, 
I've had, uh, sorry, there's fireworks going off outside my window. That's hilarious because I was going to warn you that there might be fireworks over here as well. So that's, it's it's been happening all day. It's so weird. Um, one of these people that we're talking about, I've had in in years, years since great experiences with. Oh, good. And yeah. And I think, I think hopefully has, has changed and stuff. I, that article that you're talking about, I remember reading it and that was my impression right off the bat was like, I can't believe this. Like, is even if they're kidding, like weird, how disrespectful and you sure. know, what a weird missed opportunity. And I remember sending it around though to a few people like, am I, can you, are you reading this the same way I am? And, and really trying to get someone to be like, no, like you're crazy <laughs> or like, nah, it's just this. And sure. yeah. So it, it was just a shocking thing to read. That's so funny that you went back and found that. Yeah. That's so good to know. I'm not, I am not. And I think people have listened to this show for years and years and years. They know I am not a fan of alt press. But there was a time, there was a time where I appreciated what they were able to do for the scene. So I had all the magazines and I think if I'm not mistaken, I think I only paid for like eight one time at Warp Tour and then they just Mm -hmm. kept on sending me. That happened to me for a little bit too. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I have a whole stack of them and it was just funny, just based on your story in name dropping, I was able to go and physically look that up, (laughs) check out the interview and then be like, yeah, I agree. I, I totally How agree. funny. That's like the highest compliment I've, I've gotten so far. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. There we go. Well, I'll stop the interview right there. That'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you think of, uh, of alt press today? What they're, what they're doing? Oh, I despise currently? them. I despise. Okay. I think they are very, very bad for the scene. I think that they don't help people anymore. And I think they've just become a popularity machine. So Instead of focusing on the bands that got them to where they are, and I'm not talking about the bands still that they used Mm -hmm. to cover, I think what they're doing is they're going outside of the scene. So I think they're going outside of pop punk. I think they're going outside of metalcore, post-hardcore, all that kind of stuff. Everything that brought them to where they are today, and they're just focusing on pop music. And that's fine, but there are a million article i mean not articles there are a million publications that do pop music right alt press was something for us yeah i would i would agree with that the, every time i see a cover now i'd say 50 percent of the time i know who the person is right and and even when i do know i'm like willow smith wow like right. not not anything yeah just like okay like i don't know if she's cool and in that <laughs> alternative scene or if ap has like elevated or just yeah i never know where it's at and it's it's all like all photos now too isn't it yeah, it's mostly photos. And I mean, now I only see the random posts that they put out, you know, so I, yeah. I only see that. But I mean, Willow Smith, she's had such a difficult life, you know, just I know. pull I know. herself up by her bootstraps to get where she is today. <laughs> I mean, it's so tough. <laughs> Not better at all. <laughs> no, no, no. So that's the only thing. I mean, I want bands that are that are really working hard. I want them to have a place. And I think that's why you do one of the reasons why I'm sure you do your podcast. And I know Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I do mine. And I'm sure that's a lot of reasons why other people do their podcasts as well. If you like someone's music, if you want to promote them, I think this is the best way to do it now. Because even though there are some good magazines out there or publications out Mm -hmm. there, they're very few and far between. And they're always Mm going to go more towards the water parks area you know what i mean there and they really just stay there it's like 21 pilots uh water parks what you know machine gun kelly and it's like sure i'm sure some of them deserve that but every month 
I I don't know. I think there are other people. Yeah. And I, like, I tell a story in the, in the book about like uh, the magazine I was at, the one you're referring to, like wanting to get MGK in like 2013. And this was like the first time I I probably heard of him right around that time for the first time. And to me, he didn't, I mean, he's continuing to blow up today, like in the more mainstream, but I remember at the time, like not being that stoked on him, didn't really care. But looking back, if we would have had him in 2013, that that would have been great. Like to me, that's that's the sweet spot. Yes, not sure. Yeah, not today. It, <laughs> if if your goal as alternative or uh, subculture, then you need to be early right. on somebody. So if if that would have happened, then it would have been would have been great. But yeah, if Alt Press changes <laughs> their name to Pop Press, then I'm I'm fine. That that makes total sense. Yeah. But keeping it the way it is. And they've done, you know, they've done a lot of shady stuff in the past. I mean, people know about, like, I just had um, Kalnashi on. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how, you know, during the Black Lives Matter uh, time period during COVID, that they were trying to all of a sudden put a spotlight on black artists, even though they had turned them down multiple times, used the wrong picture of people. Like, it's, oh, wow. it's shady kind of stuff like that, that I don't mm-hmm. think the scene needs. You know what I mean? Sure. I Yeah, I, I didn't know about any of that. Oh, yeah. It's just a separate thing because I think you and I don't really pay attention to all press <laughs> anymore. It's just not something we do. It's it's still I, I still feel like when I come across it that I hold it up as as one of the higher ones as the. Uh, but I don't I don't think of it anymore as the like arbiter of taste when it comes to this stuff. Right. I used to think I, I remember talking, I'll name drop right now. I remember talking to, to Mike Shea, uh, the oh. owner of AP years ago. Sure. And at, at the time they had just put out a cover with Manchester orchestra. Right. And I was like, I was like, so tell me about that. Cause that's pretty different than what you usually cover. Um, but I was really sort of talking them up and saying like, but you guys, since you're at the top, you kind of get to decide what what is cool so i what i'm imagining is a kid sees manchester on the cover of ap and thinks oh like i better pay attention because right. ap's talking about this band and he was he kind of laughed and he's like yeah it's that's not really true though like that huh. that issue sold horribly like people weren't excited about it and i was like oh like you're not in charge you're not you don't get to tell us what's cool like what, right. like fans will still be like ap you got it wrong <laughs> so I don't. I have no idea what that relationship's like today, but I was glad to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, for sure. Well, now let's go back to name dropping for a second. There's something I definitely wanted to ask you. So mm-hmm. in every chapter you do, and I'm sure other people have asked you about this too, but I, I thought it was very interesting. Every chapter has the name of a band, most likely in the scene, and a song title. And mm-hmm. I thought that was very cool because I would, when I went to a new chapter, I'd go ahead and put that track on. And listen to awesome. it. Awesome. So the one thing I wanted to check though, because maybe I didn't connect it completely, but mm-hmm. was there a deeper meaning behind each track, like in response to the to the chapter? Because obviously yeah. there's somewhere you're talking about False Star and you say, Hey, here's a False Star song. So that makes right. sense. But was there yeah. any other deeper meaning for other things as well? Uh yeah, I I feel like I ended up doing a, a back and forth thing where it was either, you know, if of course if I had a chapter that was about solely about August Burns Red. Uh, then it would make sense to put an ABR song on there. Mm-hmm. But after a while, I think it was more for me to be like this. This was maybe like if I'm talking about a specific time in college, let's say, um, I would usually just pick a song that I thought represented that for me. Gotcha. So there was a lot. Yeah, it was like just a double autobiographical thing there. Right. And I, I, I just the other day, finally, I, I have a Spotify just just called Name Dropping, where yep. I just I put that. Yeah, I put that whole list on there, um, and I'll I, I want to post it before the book's out, and then. 
I also have a lot of chapters at the end where I just say, here's some stuff that inspired me, yes. Um, yes. you know, to write this chapter or what I just talked about came from these songs. So I, I categorize and organize all those things onto to Spotify for people too. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, that's absolutely. Thanks. Yeah, definitely share that around because I think people will enjoy that a lot. It just brings that extra level, you know, yeah. to name dropping. So that's that's good. Now, another thing you brought up, and I, I love this, and you're a scene veteran so I like being able to talk about this kind of stuff. You mentioned one of the cardinal rules of going to a show is that you don't <laughs> you don't listen to the band, you know, the day of or while you're on the road to said yep. show. So I have to I have to ask another scene vet this. This is different than that. I have always been of the of the mind that if you're a fan going to a show, so you're not working the show, you're not part of, you know, the backstage mm -hmm. area, anything like that. If you're a fan just going to the show, I believe you should never wear the T-shirt of the band that you're going to see. Yep. Yes. Yeah, that was. Oh, Thank yeah. You. No, 100. Thank you. Those, those two things. I remember hearing someone like like verbalize them when I was maybe like in my late teens or something. And I was like, those are things I've always done. And I, I don't know where they came from. Like I had I had these rules in place. And then was, as soon as someone said Oh yeah, you ever notice how this and this? I'm like, yeah, those are rules, and I always follow them, and I never thought about it. Yeah, well, I I will tell you, the not wearing the shirt of the band you're going to see is from a movie called PCU. Oh yeah, so okay. that's that's I, definitely from there. Now it might have started even before that, and that's where they picked mm -hmm. it up for the movie itself. Yeah. But I always thought, at least for me, and I, I'd love your opinion on this, when it comes to not only the rule itself, but when mm -hmm. you go to a show especially in the scene, I always thought of it as these were a lot of different people, different unique people that all came together for the love of whatever music it happened to be. So yeah. now when I go to a show and I see a sea of people wearing the same exact design mm -hmm. of the one of the bands that happens to be there, it's a little depressing to me because I'm like, where is the uniqueness? Like, where did that go? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. And I remember too, like seeing kids uh, that would say you go to a census fail shirt and they're or a show and they're wearing an Amber Lynn shirt. They'd go buy a census fail shirt. And then I feel like then it was this confusing, like, well, I don't want to hold on to this the whole time. I'll put it on over my, my Amber Lynn shirt. And then, yeah. And I was like, look at this, look at this new guy over yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Very silly. Like I, and I, I do not care about any of those rules, right. quote rules uh, today sure. whatsoever, but I'll, I'll think of it every time the last one of the last i mean a few years ago i remember driving to a let live show mm -hmm. and listening to something else and just being like oh i want to hear that that let live song right now and, and having that little stop of like you can listen to it after right like you don't need to don't put it on right now you're, you're not at the show yet you'll hear right. it in a minute yeah the way home is fine the way home's fair game oh yeah for sure and especially if you <laughs> i mean now i guess people don't get to buy cds as often anymore mm -hmm. but that was always kind of a fun thing is you you know you see that opening band you go over you buy their cd and then on the way home you listen to it now it's more now i'll search spotify yeah and i'll get that and then i'll listen on the way home and that's still a nice thing to do yeah i if i have the money i still i mean i still wish and hope that each time if i want to try to support i want to try to get a t-shirt at the least sure. some trinket or something like i want to contribute some cash to them that night but oh yeah yeah, you're right. I, if I still had every like CD and band shirt, which I still have a ton of, I still have a ton of, I should just do a giveaway of my, of my merch from back I thought then. It doesn't about fit it. anymore anyway. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, it's never going to fit again anyway. But I, the shirts are harder to get rid of. But yeah, if I if I still had every opening band CD and bracelet and all that, I would just be drowning. Oh yeah, no, I still <laughs> I still have boxes that I should get yep. rid of. But sometimes you find something really interesting. Like I found uh, Ghost Runner on third the other day, mm-hmm. and it's like, where else are you going to find that? So that's yeah, you know, that's kind of cool. I, I put up a bunch of shirts that don't fit me anymore on Poshmark to sell. Sure. And uh, yeah, and just some of them just, yeah, like instantly off the shelves of just, oh, I can't believe you have this. And it's like, right. I didn't know this was a big deal. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's kind of a cool thing. Now, yeah. you brought up Census Fail, and that actually brought me into something I wanted to mention because you talked in the book about a time that you saw the used mm-hmm. and how in that moment, was like the pinnacle of seeing that band. And I think that happens with a lot of different bands. And I hope it's still happening today to people when they see that one band that just really connects to them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What I think is interesting, though, with Senses Fail is that they recently went back and they re-recorded from the Depths of Dreams. Mm -hmm. How do you feel, and without even going into the reasons that they did it, How do you feel about that? Because I know that that had to have that had to have had a huge effect on you in the beginning when Mm -hmm. that first came out. Yeah, I don't know. I I haven't thought too much about it and and not because it's not an important thing. But um, gosh, I mean, I I like to hear what it sounds like today. Like Dashboard redid a bunch of songs. Right. um, Where it was kind of like the story behind it was kind of like I I, this is the original chorus I had and I got talked out of it. So now I'm going to like show you that. So I love that there's an element of like, I'm older now, I know more about music, I know more about production, all this stuff. So let's see what I can make it now. But also, especially for something like From the Depths of Dreams, there's like the rawness to that is why you loved it. Exactly. I mean, when that came out, there's no way that I was like, well, they could have done the guitars like this and blah, blah. Like I didn't have and still don't have uh, any sort of like insight on that stuff. And I loved it because it was so imperfect. I was like, oh, this is this is so raw and it's sticking with me. Uh, I, I bet if I asked like a music expert, they'd be like, this is terrible. Um, this should be, this should be re-recorded in 15 years. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I do think I, there, there is like a really misplaced tiny bit of like betrayal feeling almost there. Mm-hmm. of just like, nah, just leave it. It was perfect. And that's what got me was that it was perfect and imperfect. Right. You don't need to like fix it up or gloss it up today. Yeah. No, I that think that's sense. a good yeah, that's a good way to look at it for sure. Yeah, that's always been a weird thing because you see it a lot now. It's not just senses fail. Like they went back mm-hmm. because they wanted to take out words that they didn't like and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But in general, they still like I'd actually I'd be interested in hearing what your thoughts are of mm-hmm. listening to it because to me, it hurt me to hear the new music and not the taking yeah. out the just the production. Mm-hmm. It lost to me all that passion or what I perceived to be passion. So that was a little bit, that was a little bit more difficult to me growing up on that EP. Yeah. And I I would assume it would lose, lose passion for sure. I mean, to think of a song like one eight seven is an incredibly violent song. (laughs) Um, And knowing like buddy has done a lot of work over the years, buddy Nielsen, their singer uh, has done a lot of work over the years and has worked through a lot of things. and, And there's no one that's, not happy for him for becoming, you know, a better person and all that. But 
I don't know. It's kind of that same idea of like going back and censoring Tom Sawyer or something. It's like, sure. I, we get it. We've, we've grown. We know that these words aren't great anymore. Um, but can we just instead have a conversation about why they're not great and right. learn from mistakes rather than just censoring everything in the past? Right. Um, I was going to ask you that because I do remember seeing something that he, he wasn't stoked about saying, like calling someone a whore or something, yeah. I think was the yeah, main, yeah. That one was the main one, words. It was whore and that was the B word and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And to yeah. me, look, I, I understand it if there was so much hate put between those. Like, I, I guess I get it in a way. But the other mm-hmm. thing, too, is, as you mentioned with the song like 187, which, by the way, they don't play live anymore. So yeah, they, they stopped I doing that. that. I, uh, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? But that's the thing. It was like census fail was like a stress relief almost. Mm-hmm. They were they were putting the same way as a from first to last. Mm-hmm. Their music was sarcastic. It wasn't actually happening. Like from first to last, we're not actually killing somebody, putting them in right. a wall, skinning them, and putting their skin on. You know, and I going and talking to the friends. So. <laughs> You know, and that's the same thing with with census fail. So I think yeah. it's weird that you're going to censor words, but you're not going to censor the content of what you're talking about. Because how many songs yeah. is census fail talking about killing people? Quite a few. Yeah, but that's not changed. So it's it's a very it's a weird it's a weird dynamic, especially when I, they, yeah. they just put out that lush Rimbaugh song. Right. And it's like, that's one of the most hateful songs I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. Also a cool song. But yeah, I I don't know. I I would I would never, for one, tell anyone, especially someone that I look up to, like like Buddy as, as a songwriter, a musician, like what they should or shouldn't do, of course. Sure. Um, if that's something like cathartic for them. Great. I, I just think in general, it feels a little bit like, like, what if you went back to all your pictures of you in high school and, uh, you know, photoshopped out your, your bad haircut and put a different t-shirt on (laughs) you and stuff. Like there's a little, there's just a little bit of like, can we just learn from it? Like, can we just talk about it rather than just like covering it up? But also, you know, in this case, I'm sure a ton of fans loved it. I, I need to spend more time with it, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I I certainly wouldn't judge anyone for just going back and remaking a thing, but It's yeah, it's I haven't talked to anyone about this, honestly. So it's a it's a super interesting topic to me. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I self-censored when I was a kid because I had the terrible haircuts and I didn't take pictures. <laughs> I told there's no yearbook <laughs> picture. There's no anything. So I, I knew just, better. I knew better back. Yeah. Then. Yeah. yeah I Preemptive. Yeah, exactly. That's very smart. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, look, man, I know you've got a lot to do today. We decided we were going to do a shorter episode today, and I'm sure we'll catch up again in the future. But yeah. I think one of the big things with name dropping is, you know, I, I just really enjoy going through it, hearing all the different stories, understanding you a little bit better, and getting, you know, a little glimpse into some of the backstories of some of the bands that you might not be able to hear about some of that stuff. But for you, what are you looking for people to get out of it the most? Yeah, I, I man. I love this question. And every time I get it though, too, not to say that it's, Oh no, it's a time. cliche question. Um, I understand. Well, <laughs> no, I, but I love it. Cause every time I'm still just like, ah, that's so big. That is a big question. Um, lately, I think the people that I've connected with about the book, even before it's out, like other, other writers or people that are just starting out doing writing or photography for music is that I just want, I mean, I hope the stories are entertaining for one, but I also just want, I want to know that the next version of like me or you is getting excited about music today. Right. Like I, I want to know that that cycle is going to happen again and hopefully encourage people uh, to, to go for those things. Like I not, not as cliche to just be like, Oh, you know, go for your dreams. I mean, that's true, but 
I think just to to hopefully provide some guidance to and say, hey, I don't have a college degree in journalism. Um, I never even finished my English degree. Like there's just so much, there's so much stuff that I think you're told on paper, you need to look like this to get here. Mm -hmm. And so far in my experience, that just hasn't been true. Right. It's been so much more networking, so much more making friends, um, just looking for those opportunities. And I hope that I can provide a little bit of guidance in that. I, one of my favorite things is hearing from someone on, on Instagram, um, especially that's just like, how do, how do, did you get into this and how can I get into this? Like I've been writing a blog or I've been writing for my local paper, but like, how do I level up? And I just think this is by far the, uh, best time to get involved for something like, like there's more opportunities now than I watch almost famous today. And I'm like, how would, how would I have ever done that in the seventies? You know, like this kid just got so lucky. So there's more opportunities than ever today. So I, I hope it's encouraging people to, you know, at the very least, start a blog, start a podcast, just, inter- you know, interview the bands in your hometown, even like right. get a resume going and learn how to learn the craft, learn podcasting, learn writing. Like there's just, there's more opportunities than ever. So I hope what people get out of it is, is some entertainment, some laughs for sure. But um, just that, just to, to make goals and, and go for them. Like life is so short. There's there's a part in the book where I talk about the goals that I made in college for oh, yeah. what if I could ever see this band live and then what if I could meet this band what if I could interview them and like the steps just kept going up um, through harder and harder work so right. I hope there's encouragement there for people to just like start their creative thing yeah absolutely man that was a good answer <laughs> I oh, like <good>. that <laughs> yeah, no that was definitely good well look we've we've come to the end for now so. One of the big things, and we didn't even, we mentioned it, but you're also the host of Godspeed podcast as well. So yeah. people should check that out. We'll do the plug section right now. So it's name dropping, seeking creative truth through trendy <laughs> altruism and punk rock. There we go. Got it again. Got it. Um, I will have links in the description of the episode so that everyone can easily not only follow you on social media, but also get to these podcasts as well as your book cool. as well. The book comes out or did come out. Je- uh, wow, I almost said January. July 16th. <laughs> wow, J- January should not be on my mind. That's that's one thing. July 16th. So if you're listening to this right when it came out, that was on Friday. So hopefully you've had a chance to go ahead and purchase it and read it and really enjoy it. It, it was just, it was a lot of fun to be able to read through it. So Jameson, I'm going to move it over to you. What is the cool. best way for people to support you right now? Yeah, right now, um, I, I feel like I'm on my Instagram the most, and that's just at name dropping book, all one word. Um, by the time this is out, there'll be links up to the book everywhere. It'll be Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, all that stuff. So there'll be lots of different ways you can get it. It'll be just digital for a little while. Okay. Um, but yeah, at name dropping book right now is the best place to do it. And Ian, I have to say, if you weren't going to give me more time to say thank you, huh. I'll say thank you now. <laughs> no, don't worry. Uh, be- <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have yeah, like I said in the beginning. I mean, I I feel like yeah, we've we followed each other quite a bit and yep. seen seen each other do different things. I was just listening to your interview with uh, with Hyro the other day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just I, that dude's so sick, underrated. Really yeah, um, I was very happy. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just stoked. Like, I mean, I'm I'm stoked to see you continue to do stuff like this. And we've been, I think we've been more parallel than we know, probably. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, we're gonna have to have more conversations <laughs> in the future. <laughs> that is yeah, for sure. no, I would, I would love to even just do a part two on, on this oh, because, yeah. of, because of time. So 
Not a problem at all. Well, Jameson, man, thank you so much. And I echo the same sentiment to you. I think we do have a lot of parallels between <laughs> what we've been doing for so long. And I appreciate that. And I'm so glad we were able to catch up. So do me a favor. Just don't hang up. But we will end right here on the recordings. So once again, man, thank you so much. Thank you.